Hello and welcome to the Rise of Her podcast. I'm your host, Roxanne. I'm a mum of four, wife and business owner. This is the podcast where we talk self-development, health and wellness, mindset, balancing career and family and everything in between. Think of me as your supportive bestie as we grow together and become the best versions of ourselves. If you want to create a life that you love, then you're in the right place. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another guest episode of the Rise of Her podcast. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Maddie. She's the owner of Your Bliss, and she's also a content creator. If you don't know Maddie, she's, for starters, she's amazing, but she has been diagnosed with Graves' disease, endo, and PCOS, and she lives life to the fullest, which you can see on her socials. Like I mentioned, she also owns Your Bliss, which is a sophisticated, clean fragrance company, which I absolutely love myself, and that began after her diagnosis since she couldn't find what she was looking for in the fragrance market. I hope you all love this conversation. There's some really great nuggets of wisdom in here. So I hope you enjoy. Hey, Maddie, thank you so much for taking the time to join me on today's podcast episode. I'm really excited to chat to you. Anything for you. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I have been really looking forward to having you on the podcast because I absolutely think you are such an inspiring person and I spent so much time with you already so um I was really glad to hear that you were happy to be on here so thank you I know I said thank you but I am very grateful of course (laughs) okay um so to start with I would love if you could introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners and the community and tell us what you do what your business is a little bit about Maddie of course so I am known I guess on Instagram as Maddie Burton Fit but my name is actually Maddie Webb now. I got married a few years ago, three years ago, actually. Um, and I live in Brisbane. I am a personal trainer turned entrepreneur. I own my own clean and vegan fragrance company. And that was a very stumbled upon it from an endometriosis and PCOS diagnosis. So I work in that business full time. I also do some like fitnessy influencer stuff on the side but my business is my passion I absolutely love your fragrance you know this my daughter loves it too I love that Mm -hmm. I can share that with her and not feel so stressed about what she's putting on her body and what she's inhaling tell me about how you actually started it and that moment where you were like this is something I can absolutely do and Mm. I know that I can nail this I think a part of me always was like I'm meant to have something that's more than working for someone else but I never wanted to force something I'm like a very big believer in like I don't want to come out with something just for the sake of it like hence why Um, I guess like the perfume brand that I have now, there is very little available in Australia. We were like one of the very first um, people or like niche fragrance brands to do what we do with the ingredients that we have. Um, So about six years ago, I was very quickly, randomly diagnosed with endometriosis, which is where I knew nothing about it. So I went from being really sick for like my whole teenage years, like ever since I had my first period. And then, you know, at the age of what, 22, being told I have this um, disease that I know nothing about. And my surgeon was the one who kind of like explained to me that with endo, there's no cure, but you can be more mindful with the things that you put in and on your body. And it then became this like 
search for me to find ingredients um, that were better for me and, and products like um, toothpaste and deodorant and that kind of thing, which I found really easy actually to swap over. But the perfume was like the one thing that I just, I couldn't find an alternative for. And I asked like friends and, and people I knew if, if they had any recommendations and every single person I asked was like, just put essential oils on your skin. It'll, you know, do the same thing. And I was like, but I don't want to spend the rest of my life smelling like a hippie store in Byron Bay. Like I, <laughs> I want to smell like beautiful and, and feel confident and, you know, wear it on a first date or a job interview and and that's like it was kind of like a fell into this business where it it didn't start that way it became like a I literally I went to like perfume workshops and and started um, to figure out like how perfumes actually made and tried to do it myself and then it was such an organic like if I'm looking for this probably other people are as well. Um, and from there, I started like Googling manufacturers and and getting samples from people and, and um, having no idea what I was doing. I was literally Googling and YouTubing everything. And, um, and then when I finally found a manufacturer who like understood my story and what I wanted to achieve, and I got those first samples back, I was like, wow, this is like really special. This is so cool that that the scents can actually smell like this and and smell like I don't know not like generic perfume that you would find in like chemist warehouse or like you know um Meyer or department store they um yeah they were all special and yeah I think that's the moment where I was like yeah this could be something amazing I love that I think it's so interesting when you kind of have that moment when you when you reflect a little bit and you think like oh that was when I realized that this was something that I could actually do. When you started the process of actually looking for manufacturers, did you have many um, people in the industry or anything like that, that you could kind of ask where you could find these things or was this all completely you looking? Yeah, no one. That was like, because the only reason I kind of even knew that it was something that I could do was because I found one brand in the US who was doing it and I ordered from them mm-hmm. and smelled their perfume. And I was like, it's okay. It smells like better than essential oils. But um, I was like, well, if someone in the US is doing it, then I can do it too. But literally no one. And I did almost give up twice when looking for manufacturers because um they were so bad. The samples were just like, I was like, well, this is not, this is not what I envisioned at all. And I just stumbled across my current manufacturers. And now I know a lot of like, this is, this is how much I feel like my business has changed the whole trajectory of not to the sound up myself, but um, my manufacturers now were not actually manufacturers. They were like a small boutique perfume store and they, um, kind of like took us on as like a project and now they do manufacturing for like all other businesses that oh wow kind of do similar yeah stuff to us so but now you can find manufacturers but yeah not back then what is your most popular scent and why do you think that people love it so much um it changes all the time but I would say the most popular at the moment is peachy dreams and date night um and I think they're the most like strong quote unquote sense and they're both super feminine and like sweet and fresh um and I think like 
with date night, it's so interesting because so many people, when they smell it, get, um, well, the feedback is they have a lot of nostalgia around it. So they tell me it smells like something that, you know, their mum wore back in the day or their grandma wore, but in like, I don't know, they, they think of like these empowering women in their lives that they love. And, um, I've had like, especially at markets, women who smell that they buy it. Like as soon as they smell it, they're like, here's my money because they, I don't know. It's that like you get this amazing memory from it, which I just, I love that perfume does that for people so much. Um, so yeah, probably those two cents. I love, I love both of those. So earlier you mentioned, um, like endo and PCOS how did you feel if this isn't too personal like how did Mm -hmm. you feel when you got diagnosed with those was that something that threw you big time did that really shock you or scare you or like were Mm -hmm. you okay with it it take you a bit of time to accept it like tell me how you felt to be honest like I felt more aware or, or confident in my identity when I was diagnosed and probably because I had spent my whole entire adult life knowing something was really wrong with me and never knowing what was wrong. It was such a whirlwind because the uh, leading up, it was really a bit bizarre how I got diagnosed because, you know, um, I've been so sick and it got to the point where like I hadn't been able to like go to the bathroom in weeks and I looked like I was pregnant and doctors were giving me the most BS, um, you know, reasons for that or, or the most ridiculous um, home remedies like eating uh, Epsom salts that you put in a bath to try to help me like relieve my pain. And I was like, that doesn't seem right to me. Um, and out of sheer like frustration, I Googled uh, a gynecologist, Brisbane. I found this gynecologist. I made an appointment. I walked in alone and I remember on all the walls of the um, clinic, there was like uh, the surgeon and the doctor, he was the one in the same and he had all these plaques with like, you know, cancer patients. And I was like, oh, he like specialized in in cancer um, and women's cancer. And I was like, I feel like I'm in the wrong place. And I called my mom and I was like, I think I should just walk out of this appointment. And I'm so glad that I didn't because that, gynecologist was the first person who ever took me seriously with my pain and he right then and there was like sounds like you have endometriosis and I had never heard of that before um and he did like you know a little test and he booked me into surgery and he was my surgeon and when I came out and he was like we found endometriosis in your embedded in your bowels there was so much of it everywhere and it like I honestly felt like this overwhelming like happiness because I was like, thank God, I just know that, you know, there was something actually wrong with me and it wasn't all in my head. And then it was that whole, okay, now what does the rest of my life look like in terms of like fertility or like pain management and all those things. So to be honest, it was like more of a happiness than a than a sad or a scared. Like when you finally find somebody who takes you seriously and actually listens to what you have to say, it makes a world of difference. And gives you that, like for me, I, I've felt really confident in the steps I was taking, like with my health, especially. Oh, 100%. And it's like, that's a terrifying thing. I think people don't like just to throw that off the cuff, like mm, probably won't be able to have children. Like, 
it's such a damaging thing for women, especially these days. Like you look at how many people have infertility issues and like at 20 years old before I was diagnosed with endo, um, when I was diagnosed with PCOS, I was told the same thing. And um, I was told that I should start looking at freezing my eggs at 20 years old. And that is so overwhelming. And I didn't. Um, And now like doctors, you know, after they've, I've had two laparoscopies for my endo now. And they're like, no, you look, you know, everything looks fine down there. Like you'll just have to see when you, when it comes time to, you know, have kids, but like, yeah, it's, it's it's a lot to put on um, a young woman's mind. Especially like, cause I was a teen still, my hormones was trying to regulate themselves and figure themselves out as well. It's just wild. Like, I guess we'll jump back and I would love to hear like something that you really value about your community, whether that's your personal social media account or that's your bliss. I could honestly like get a bit emotional about it because I like, I've been on social media for a really long time, like 10 years. And I don't have that big of a following and I'm kind of okay with that because my small but like mighty community that follow me when I decided that I wanted to like launch this business, the amount of them that got behind me was so amazing that like that is a massive part of why my business is as successful as it is today. And I know like a lot of, you know, influencers with like 100,000 followers start a business and like it does really well, you know, because they've had this big community that's already been behind them I kind of felt like that with a small community and I think it just that just goes to show the about who those people individually are and um yeah so I like I feel like I lo- I owe so much to them for just like backing me and um I feel like because I've been on social media for so long um there has been so many like ups and downs that these specifically majority of them are women um, that have followed me behind all of it. And they're just, they're always there. They're like my friends and some of my best friends I have met through social media and, and them being part of that community. So yeah, like that's my favorite thing about them is they're just like my friends. And I, yeah, I'm so grateful to them. That's so nice to hear because <laughs> I know a lot of um, people can really get caught up in this like numbers game, right? And they were always thinking, oh my gosh, I need to have like this many followers before I even start something or being so worried that nothing's going to go the way they want it to go because they don't have hundreds of thousands of followers mm. or their business isn't going to go, you know, the way that they expect it to. So I love that you weren't so concerned about that because you trust your community. And they're Mm. always there. And you can tell though, because that's what it's about, right? Like that's what social media is Mm -hmm. if you're on the right side of it. (laughs) Yes, no, that's true. And I I think that's why I'm like, okay to not be about the numbers. Cause I'm like, well, I, I truly have like everything I could want with the community of people that I have. So it's like, that. why do I need to, you know, have all these followers of people who probably, you know, might say nasty things about you or, or just be there for like, you know, the wrong reasons. So yeah, that's yeah. for me. Yeah. So like on that, I'd love to know if there was a key moment and it may tie into that first question that I asked you, but mm-hmm. I'd love to know if there was a key moment or event where your perspective of yourself really changed or your business really changed. It's so funny because I actually feel like this is really recent mm-hmm. for me. Um, like I'm talking like in the last couple of weeks 
Um, and I don't, I don't really know what the uh, trigger was for me, but I think with my business, like I've been going for three years um, and I think there has been a part of me that has like not had enough belief in myself and what I'm doing. And it's been that whole like, um, I love the affirmation that's like, I do not chase, I attract everything I want will simply come to me. And I feel like previously I've been the person who's like trying to convince everyone else of like, how great my brand is or how great my product is. And, and when people don't like it, I get super offended because it's like my baby. But recently I've just been like, actually, you know what? I stand really strong in like how amazing what I have created is. And if you don't like it, that's totally your loss. And that's completely fine. And I know one day you'll probably come back and, you know, be like, oh, you know, I love it now. Why didn't I love it back then? Um, so I think just like this whole mentality has switched where I'm like, I a hundred percent back myself in everything that I do, um, which I don't know why I have been not having that mindset, uh, recently, but, um, yeah, I'm really glad that that something in me just was like switched and was like, I'm, I don't want to feel like that anymore. So yeah, that's definitely it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. <laughs> I love that because it's so interesting how you said like you didn't realize that you had that there may have been like that underlying lack of belief in yourself, like just that time mm-hmm. might have been like a tiny little thing, but I can definitely relate to that because I have those moments as well where I'm kind of like, oh, am, am I good enough for this? Like you mm-hmm. kind of question yourself and you kind of say like, maybe it's not because you know, like it's not as good as I thought it was. And you Mm. ask yourself that those questions and you end up down that little hole and you kind of sit there for a bit and you get comfortable with it. And you're like, oh, that's just, that, that must be what it feels like to believe in yourself. I don't know if you know what that, what I'm trying to say. (laughs) No, a hundred percent. And like, I think so much of it was like, I would compare myself to other people like in the industry or like with similar brands and stuff and like wow they're so confident in their product or their business or themselves why aren't I like that and I don't know I think it took that question to make me realize there was it's there was a small part of me it was like the tall poppy syndrome thing or or like yeah the maybe I'm not good enough thing um but I'm like asking the question but why why do I feel like that and um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the, the thing is that makes you switch. But um, yeah, just something in me lately has been like, I am sick of feeling that way about myself. Yeah, it's interesting because it, all, it, all it is, is just, it's just that mindset switch in your own head. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be like a light switch one day. We're like, wait a second. No, I'm all good. I got it. Mm-hmm. I'm all safe. Yeah. So my last question before we get mm-hmm. into like the rapid, rapid fire ones, I'd just love to know if you have any advice to give to someone who wanted to start their own business today, but was kind of struggling with the what ifs and kind of going all in on themselves. So I think that for me, um, the thing that really made me go from like idea to putting things into motion was the fear of not knowing if what I have in my head is going to be absolutely life-changing Um, or if it's going to be the biggest lesson that I've ever learned that will, you know, help me in life in other ways. So I think they're those two things that you really have to, you know, ask yourself 
what is more important to me? Is it the the fear of not knowing or is it the, um, you know, I'm going to try this anyway and, and see what happens. And I think there's a lot of like, I have to wait until things are perfect and you'll never get anything done if you do that. So I think like where I'm sitting now, you know, I've been in business for three years and I look back at what I created back then. Do I like what I created back then? Not really in terms of like, the look of the brand or the packaging. I still think the fragrances themselves are amazing, but I've pivoted along the way. And I think if you don't look back and you're not like a little bit embarrassed about what you created two or three years ago, then you're not doing it right because, you know, you need to just start and then somewhere along the way, you know, you're going to decide that wasn't for you and you're going to change it anyway. But I think, yeah, there's, but for me anyway, I would rather give it my my best shot then um I don't know always wonder if like I missed out on something really special I love that Mm -hmm. (laughs) fear of the unknown I feel like is so much worse than just trying I would always rather just give it a shot because yeah like you said it's not gonna it's gonna be what you think is perfect in that moment Mm. and as you grow as a person, as an individual and your business grows or whatever it is that you're working on changes, it's going to look different. And what your thought of perfect is, is going to be different. It's, it doesn't exist. I don't believe that 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 perfection exists. hundred percent. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just sit here and I'm like, what if in like two years time, your bliss is worth like a hundred million dollars and we're in every like Mecca across Australia and like, well, or I could have just learned this like really cool lesson and started something like another brand that I've learned from this. And that's like, I don't know. It's like, doesn't that scare the shit out of you to not like <laughs> not know? If yeah. You, you know, like that just, that yeah, that's like such a motivating factor for me for like everything. I personally like never want to look back at my life and be like, I regret not trying that regardless of if it works out or it doesn't you either learn something or it works out the way that you wanted it to okay so I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions now and I would love if you could answer them in a sentence or less so the first question is what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning um the excitement of that anything is possible like the potential for the day is like endless what is the worst piece of advice you have ever received to stop lifting heavy weights because um you're already too chunky and that's no way to lose weight what is the best piece of advice you've ever received that you will never know unless you try what is the most rewarding thing about your business meeting my customers in person or speaking to them like through dms um and them telling me that like our perfumes like the only perfume that they wear they haven't worn perfume in years and now they can wear a perfume that's amazing and what was your dream job quote unquote dream job mm-hmm. when you were younger I wanted to be a um, ballet dancer for the Australian ballet company I really love how much you value people who support your business like because it shows how much you love what you do mm. and yeah. that you created something literally for them. Because when you get that feedback and you're like, that's what keeps me going. It's just, it's the most amazing thing to hear. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I like, I literally uh, at Christmas time and stuff, I go through my list of like the people who've spent the most 
in my store and I send them all like Christmas gifts and like little notes saying thank you because like I look at like some of my followers have spent like two three thousand dollars and we've been going for three years like that is so like that's your hard-earned money I just am like honestly so grateful because I got to um, leave a job that I really didn't like and I get to do something that I really love every day and that's because of the people who buy from me. So, of course, I'm so grateful. But also you've created something that is so valuable for them as well. So it's oh, like yeah. a win-win for everybody. It's a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to smell delicious, so what more could you want? It smells so clean. Yeah. like That's like, yeah, the biggest feedback, hey? It just smells clean. Like it doesn't. Mm-hmm feel like it's collecting in your nostrils which is amazing Mm -hmm. like I love it okay before we wrap up do you have any like last little tidbits or like piece of pieces of advice that you want to share with the community um I think I'll share something that I've been needing to hear lately which is to um give yourself like grace and to um not be so hard on yourself I think um in this day and age like especially with social media there is a lot of comparing and being like you know my morning routine isn't as good as this person or like I'm not as successful in my business and I think um instead of like trying to you know be go 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 and and um, where we think we should be I think more of us need to to give ourselves that time to just be at our own pace and to um be a lot more gentle on ourselves because we can be yeah our harshest critics so yeah Thank you for sharing that because I'm sure somebody needed to hear it today. I love that you said that. So thank you. You're welcome. Of course. <laughs> ah, amazing. Um, well, I just want to thank you again for taking the time to be on the podcast today. I've loved listening to you share about your story and all of the lovely little golden nuggets that you had in there. And I think that they'll be really wonderful for people to hear. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Before you head off, did you want to share where people can find you? Sure. So if you (laughs) want to follow me personally, my Instagram is at Maddie Burton Fitness. And our Your Bliss is yourbliss underscore beauty. And we're at www.yourbliss.com.au. And yeah, I'd love to see you over there. Send me a message. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I will let you go. Thank you again. And I will chat to you very, very soon. So how amazing was that conversation with Maddie? She is just such a light and she has so much beautiful energy that I love. Love getting to have the chat with her. If you guys are looking for more of Maddie or Your Bliss, you guys can check out the show notes, but she already did mention in the episode where you can find more of her. If you did love this episode, please don't forget to leave a review or send me a DM and let me know if you enjoyed. I absolutely love hearing from you guys and I really appreciate when you leave a review. It just makes my day. Anyways, thank you again for listening and I will be in your ears on Monday morning. Bye. Thank you again for listening to the Rise of Her podcast. I am a one woman show. So if you have a moment to leave a review, I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you again and bye for now.